This podcast is brought to you by Onnit. Go to Onnit.com and look at the great selection of supplements. If you find something you like, press in code Joey and get 10% off delivered right to your house. What's happened, you bad motherfuckers? The joint is brought to you by... Listen, I've been trying to eat healthy for the past few years. That's why I'm taking beef organ supplements from Heart and Soul. Beef organs are the most nutrient-dense than kale, spinach, and blueberries combined. That's why they're called nature's multivitamin. Let me tell you something. Since I've been taking the package warrior supplements, I'm feeling tip-top magoo. People ate organs for thousands of years and never suffered from obesity, heart disease, or infertility because they were eating organs, nature's most treasured foods. Founded by Dr. Paul Saladino, heart and soul supplements are made from grass-fed, finished beef organs. Feel like a man when you take supplements made from liver, heart, kidneys, spleen, and testicles. That's right. I said testicles, cocksuckers. Let the heart and soul help you reclaim your br- your birthright to radical health. Go to heartandsoul.co and use Joey10 for 10% off your first order. Again, that's heartandsoul.co, C-O, and use code Joey10. Offer applies to one-time purchases, not subscriptions. Take them today, try them today, and see how you feel the recovery is fucking tremendous and listen the joint is also brought to you by manscape make santa envious with your own smooth ball fucking sack thanks to manscape listen you gotta trim your ball hairs especially now especially during the holiday season you don't want to go on santa's fucking blacklist do you so get the platinum package it's got it all the lawnmower 4.0, the weed whacker nose and hair trimmer to protect your delicate parts and holes, and they're waterproof so you can shave in the light, in the shower, and it comes with a light. All of Manscaped shower gear is sulfate-free, vegan, and made to have your skin feel hydrated and smelling fresh. You don't want to go into 2023 with a fucking wolfman dick. So right now, get 20% off and free shipping. With code Joey at manscaped.com. Again, that's manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping with code Joey at manscaped.com. Manscaped, get your balls to jingle for the holidays. Let's get this party started, cocksuckers. It's Mondays. I ain't got time to dilly dally. What's happening, you bad motherfuckers? It's Monday the 28th. We did it. Thanksgiving is fucking over. And now we got the longest hurdle of the motherfucking year. The six weeks of waiting. Not even six fucking weeks. We're at less than a fucking month for Christmas, guys. So I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. It's upon us, Jack. It was a great week last week. I had a great holiday. Uh... The fucking Sunday last week, I tested positive for COVID. Like, I was telling Mike, you know, I had fucking COVID. I had had COVID in June. I had fucking a flu. I pulled my fucking thigh muscle. I mean, the hits didn't stop. So when I started feeling weird last, I started feeling it like Friday night. Like something wasn't right. Like I had little... Fucking, it was like having club soda in you. Like, yeah, blah, 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 you know, like, what the fuck? And then Saturday, I, who the fuck knows? Then Sunday, we did the podcast, we were sitting around, and my wife touched me, and she goes, You're warm. 
And I go, nah, it's the, the hot blood. I don't fucking know. I, I didn't feel good anyway. And uh, we took the test. I came up positive, And the first thing I think about was, fuck, I got to cancel Parks Casino. And I'm like, that's the last thing I want to do right now. Especially if you're not fucking dying. And listen, if you're dying from COVID, you're on your stomach, you're on Facebook saying goodbye to your relatives. Remember that shit? Dying on Facebook. Remember that? For fucking with nobody fucking released their Facebook footage of grandma kicking the fuck. They should have just done a documentary. I've been waiting for the documentary of the Facebook fucking deaths. But no, if if I was to that point, I understand. I got to think about, for years, I've been thinking around the people around me whenever we talk about COVID, right? Because everybody tells you, you're going to get somebody's grandfather sick or grandmother, so you're like, okay. So you always try to be a good fucking American, and you're like, you know, I'll stay home and mind my business. But after 72 hours, you can't spread it no more. If I started to feel it on fucking Friday or Saturday, that means, like, my Monday, Tuesday, you're good. You know, I'm no fucking authority on this. Fauci's dead, and I don't have a leg in this. <laughs> Fauci's retired. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. But yeah. all I know is that uh, I just held out. I kept drinking juice. We didn't do a second podcast. I didn't want to get Mike sick. I didn't want to do anything else. The only thing I had on my mind was that fucking set third Wednesday night at Parks Casino. That was it. It was too late to go back. If I would have tested positive on Tuesday... And felt shitty on Wednesday, yeah, because then you got people in the green room with you, you got people who work at the casino, but I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to sit here till my ass grows roots. I watched a couple movies, I read half a fucking book I've been dying to read, and it was tip-top fucking Magoo, and I'm happy I did it, because Parks Casino, let me tell you something, Parks Casino is definitely one of my favorite. I like I like the South Point. See, guys, I don't want to be jumping up and down. I don't need a pool with herpes in it at the end with a thousand people in your pool breathing on each other. I don't need any. I don't need to see DJ Fire. I don't need to see any of that shit, and I've never had. All those hotels when I go to Vegas with Joe Rogan for fucking the UFC and shit, we always got those off-color hotels. Nobody knows nothing. I want to I wanna smell death. I want old people around me. I don't want to hear fucking Vegas stupidity. So I'm not into those hotels. So when I think of a hotel like a casino, oh, my God, the fucking South Point, 7.30 show, you're in your room by 9. We're at the fucking seafood bar eating fucking open turkey sandwiches with mashed potatoes and shrimp cocktails. I almost choked on the fucking shrimp at the South Point. If it wasn't for my brother John Salami, we wouldn't be here right now. He inflicted the fucking Hemlock maneuver with a fucking our rear naked choke combination. The fucking shrimp went flying out of me. So I love South Point. I love Harris and uh, San Diego. Holy shit, that's a nice casino. But I got to tell you something, man. I fucking love hanging out at Park's Casino. That's my third time there. It's beautiful. It's easy. I met Lee at the hotel. This motherfucker went all over Philadelphia and got food with an Uber. Pizzas and fucking cookies and cannolis and lobster tails. I mean, the guy was on fucking fire. He ate a 200 milligram edible on stage. ABX has been a long time. Mm -hmm. He was high till Friday. He ate it Wednesday night, and he was high till Friday. He thought he was going to sleep the eight hours in the train back to Boston. He went kaputz. He was wide awake. Let me tell you something. Those ABX edibles with the fucking oxygen in them, they will take you for a fucking ride still. <clears throat> Every time you think you got it, like, I'm like the other night, I'm like, you know what? I think Thanksgiving I popped five of them because I had eaten four like a week ago. Holy shit. I ate five of those ABX edibles on Thanksgiving. I didn't do much on Thanksgiving either. I had COVID, so everybody knew it. I didn't. I couldn't go anywhere. You know, everybody brings their grandparents over, whatever. So my neighbors were like, listen, everybody that's coming over here had COVID last month. Everybody, I don't know why, like six people over there. So I went over there to Puma's house. It was a fucking great Thanksgiving. They made a smoked turkey and a regular turkey. Good googly moogly, the smoked turkey. That's the first time I had it. I was dying to have a, give me a couple slices so I could melt, like, 
some fucking Italian bread with some Gouda cheese and a nice turkey, something different, you know what I'm saying? I didn't even make a turkey sandwich. I just had turkey again today. It was fucking delicious. A little white meat turkey with some stovetop stuffing and shit, a.k.a. prison days, a little mashed potatoes, some cranberry sauce. <sighs> You're off and running, Jack. <sighs> I don't know if cranberry sauce was expensive or not. I love that shit. I could eat that shit by the tub. But after the Pumas, I came over. I took a tremendous turkey shit. And then I inhaled a 1,000 milligrams of ABXs. I did two or three bong hits of fucking... Uh, I did a couple bong hits of this new RS2 from Laughing Gas. And by the time the bong hit juice wore off, the edibles kicked in. And I got to tell you something, guys. It was the best fucking Thanksgiving ever. Ever. It was nice. It was quiet. The whole fucking two days was nice. Parks Casino, my set in Parks Casino, was possibly the best set I've had since I got back into comedy. I don't know what it was. I started looking at my notebook like uh, three weeks beforehand. Just every day making little adjustments. There was a couple new things. There was a couple old things I revamped, and I just put them together. <clears throat> and everybody had a great time. Eleanor came up. Jimmy came up. Lee came up. Lee did the 200-milligram edible. <clears throat> we got some food down there, you know, something light, and I was home. It's a 42-minute drive to fucking Parks Casino from here. Holy shit. Everybody kept calling me going, you better leave for parks early. There's going to be massive tra uh, traffic. Oh, my God. Two million people will be driving to destinations this weekend. Well, I didn't see none of those motherfuckers because <laughs> it took me an hour four to get down there. That is, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even understand it. I went down to nine. I hooked the right on the 33. It took me to the Jersey Turnpike. I swear to God. I was in the Jersey Turnpike 20 minutes, and I'm like, all right, welcome to Philadelphia. I'm like, welcome to Philadelphia. All right. And next thing you know, I saw a sign for Parks Casino. I'm like, come on. I called my, I looked at, yeah, I looked at the thing, the uh, wave, and it said 20 minutes. You're going to be there in 20 fucking minutes, like 242. It was 220. I'm like, okay. Then I saw Parks Casino sign. I'm like, that's fucking easy. I called my wife. I go, I'm already here. She's like, are you fucking crazy? Guys, listen. And I read somewhere that, I don't know if I read, oh, I was at the gym on the bike Friday. Or, yes, Saturday. Saturday I was at the gym at the bike, and they showed a video of some fucking people getting stabbed in AC. At fucking Hard Rock, I think. Fucking three people got stabbed Thanksgiving night. Three people, either Thanksgiving night or Wednesday night. So I'm like, you know what? We went to fucking parks, which is supposed to be Philadelphia. And it's supposed to be fucking, you know, Murder Incorporated. People going to be yelling at you. They were as gentlemanly as they could fucking be. They were a well-fucking-behaved audience. Everybody I saw in the hallways was fucking great. Joey, what's up? Uncle Joey, happy Thanksgiving. It was fucking no drama. It was tremendous. The food, I, guys, I can't tell you this shit Lee brought into the green room. This motherfucker brought three pies, two tomato pies from Anna Ionese's. Fucking great guy. He gave me another sweatshirt. He brought two pies, a, a ricotta pie, a tomato pie, which I don't like a fucking pie with no cheese on it, but you got to taste these fucking pies. And uh, he had lobster tails back there. It was great to see Eleanor. The, the, the fucking, the whole bang up of the night was there was interpreters there because there was a deaf dude in the audience. One deaf dude, three interpreters. Tremendous. So we get there, and I don't want to be a dick. They're like, you could either sit with the interpreters or you could sit in your own room. I go, no. Let's sit with the interpreters so they hear my patois. They, you know, they can hear what the fuck I got to say. I, I thought it. Think about when was the last time I did comedy with a fucking interpreter in the stage. And I was like, I don't know. That's going to be rough. I was like, this might be rough. I was on, dog, I, I asked the three of them, I go, what are you guys doing? They're like, nothing. I go, you guys want to smoke a number? And they're like, we thought you'd never ask. So here we are, 
five to eight outside smoking a number with the three interpreters. Fucking uh, Lee's out there. We're giggling. It was fucking beautiful weather. You know, for November fucking 23rd, it was fucking tremendous. And that was it. The show went fucking smooth. I want to thank everybody at fucking Parks. And that was it. We got two more shows left in the city. And then we decide what the fuck we're going to do. But I got to tell you, man, I came home. Like I was telling you, Thanksgiving was kind of quiet. Before this, hold on one second. And now for a word from our motherfucking sponsor. The episode of The Joint is sponsored by Better Help. Listen, if life came with a user manual, things would be easy for everybody. But it doesn't. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel a little bit stuck. Navigating the career change, a new relationship, or becoming a parent can make you feel very uncertain. Therapists are trained to help you learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing you'll get to a user manual for you. Listen, I love BetterHelp. It's online therapy that offers video, phone, and chat therapy sessions. I was with Dana for a year, about 14 months, and... I tell you what, it helped me amazing. I had never gone through therapy, and this was just what the doctor ordered. Let me tell you something. You can choose to see someone on camera or not to, but BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service. BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match you with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can see it, a switch to a new therapist anytime. And I'll tell you what, it'll be quick. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Diaz. Again, that's BetterHelp.com slash Diaz and now back to the show we're back motherfuckers I wanted to before I got into this I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, BetterHelp don't forget to go to BetterHelp.com and uh, just take a look that's all I ask take a look the holidays are coming you don't want to go into the holidays with fucking baggage so you might as well talk to BetterHelp talk to a licensed professional anyway Sorry about the fucking COVID cough. I'm draining right now. But the thing about uh, the edibles on Thanksgiving was I had like a, you know, guys, I, I think my favorite fucking part of life, and I tell you this with all enthusiasm, my favorite part of life is the ability we have to always learn, right? We have an ability to learn about life. You can learn how to put a light bulb in. You can learn how to play the guitar. You can learn how to paint a picture at any fucking age. But I think the, mo- the the best thing about your life is you get to know yourself. You get to learn something about yourself. Nothing fucking gets me riled up more than you get like a moment and you go, wow, where the fuck have I been for 60 fucking years? Have I been in a goddamn closet? I mean... How did I not see this? And we all do this. And you're going to do this from the age of 20 to the time you're fucking 90. You're going to learn something new about yourself. An emotion, the reason why you eat, the reason why you don't eat. You know, you just learn little things. Some of it is disturbing. And some of it is just a part of growing up. You know, I found out a lot of things about myself that were very fucking disturbing. And you put them into perspective one way or another. You know, when Mr. Blue told me that fucking, if he if he had something that I wanted, that he would just give it to me because I'd take it. That fucking crushed my soul when I was 26 years old. That I was just going to end up a fucking miserable thief. After I thought about it and I talked to him, and he's like, no, you didn't understand what I said. If I If there's something that you want... You could fucking do it. That's what I was saying to you. And I was like, oh, okay. But still, it bothered me. It was something that I discovered about myself that was life-changing. Like, you're like, holy shit, I learned something that important about myself. But thank him tonight we came back. And I think we watched, I don't know, we watched something, some Garden of the Galaxy or some shit that was on. And now they got a new one on Disney. 
I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> and uh, my wife went upstairs. Mercy went upstairs. And I was downstairs. Just Sometimes I just draw on the news and uh, I fucking just vent on a piece of paper, right? That's what that paper's for. They cut trees every day for it. Meanwhile, you got 10 notebooks. You don't write shit in them. So... I try to fucking journal as much as I can. So the other night, and I wasn't journaling about anything in particular. Maybe Thanksgiving, how I felt, what happened at the fucking Parks Casino. Nothing particular. And it fucking hit me. You know, I was like, wow. You know, because we're so focused on what we don't have. And trust me, I'm the number, I'll tell you that I'm not focused on what I don't have, but I focus on little things like that. And, it, and it's negative behavior. You know, I don't focus, I don't go, well, I wish I had a Testarossa or a Lamborghini. No, 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 that's not what I mean. I mean, you know, I think about I wish I would have gotten a, a, one of the two movies. I wish that would have worked out, you know. You think about, like, uh, you know, I, th I wish I was a little younger sometimes. Like I had five extra years to run. I wish I was... 55 maybe to maybe go for it all over again you know like go from theaters to bigger venues I, I don't fucking know you know but I tell you we focus so much and this is part of therapy this is part of everything one thing I do wrong that I gotta stop but I'll never do wrong is, is shit on myself you know in front of you guys I'll, I'll tell you my weaknesses or whatever and at the end of the day they're really not even weaknesses. Maybe you're having a bad day or something. But the other night I was sitting there and I'm like, wow, on Thanksgiving, the edibles are hitting me a little bit. I'm hearing shit. I, I Sometimes I hear the cat meowing upstairs. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? You know, mm -hmm. I got my own issues, guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, we always think about, like, what we have or what the, we don't get or what we don't have, you know. And again, I don't sit here going, I wish I would have got that. It's just sometimes you get bummed out that, man, I wish I would have got three days in that De Niro movie. Man, I wish I would have got that Law and Order episode. Man, I wish, you know. But uh, the end of that, I was thinking about how, as a comedian, for the last 30 fucking years, I've looked at my accomplishments. I never really looked at the personal accomplishments. I always looked at the accomplishments that I had to do with what I was doing for a job. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like your creative accomplishments. Like, you know, and if it was you, if it was a regular civilian, like a nice civilian, you would be focused on, like, your job. You're number one in the sales area. You've been number one for four years. You know, before that. You were at a different place, and you guys were number one for 11 years. You led the sales team. You really focus on that, and you really, and, and then listen, we all do, right? Like when you talk to people, what's going on with you, Pete? Uh, I broke the record this month. I sold the most toilet bowls. You know, whatever the fuck, you know. I sold the most cars. I sold the most scooters. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know. But we always rest our laurels on that. We all, and I, guys, you know, Joey, what's going on? Nothing. I became a feature act. I'm doing 25 now instead of 20. You know, nothing else is going on with you. No, that's it. Everything's good. Okay. You know, I'm still doing coke. You know, what's going on, Joey? Oh, I got a girlfriend and uh, I'm still featuring now. I'm featuring A clubs. You know, you always talk about that stuff, right? You ever notice that shit? You don't talk about like, Dog, I got three fucking B's and an A. Okay, what are you excited about that for? Because for the last two years, I've been a fucking idiot. I've been living off of fucking F's and D's. So these personal accomplishments, you never really look at. Because we're focused on like either monetary accomplishments or career accomplishments or creative accomplishments. And that's fucking great. But think about it. Like if, if Mike was in the Foo Fighters and... Mike just wrote an album, right? They just finished, they just got out of the studio. The album's going to get released December 21st. Just to test you motherfuckers, because, you know, let's say Mike was going to have a kid on the 15th. When I saw Mike on the 23rd, what do you think Mike would say to me first? 
he would tell me on the success of his album or that his child was born. Me, person? <laughs> kind of makes them both in there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, trust me when I'm saying this to you. Like, you're not going to come up to me and say, hey, I just lifted, you know, I added 25 more pounds on my bench press. Who would look, who would listen to you, right? People would go, all right, whatever. Hey, guess what? I just got a stripe on my white belt. People will look at you and go, hey, who gives a fuck? Hey, you know, I just got a stripe on my fucking blue belt. Who cares? But if you go up to something, right? In our mind, we don't think anybody wants to know about that shit. We just tell them about, you could, you could go to a fucking physical and the doctor will sit you down and go, listen, if I had five minutes, I called the Museum of Science and tell them I got the perfect specimen. <laughs> you just came in here. Your blood pressure is perfect. Your PCA is perfect. Your asshole diameter is perfect. Your heart's perfect. Your lungs are perfect. You know, everything's perfect. I'm going to fucking call over there. If you walked out of there, you still wouldn't say that to me. You would still say, you know, oh, I, I fucking bartended the other night and I made $1,500 on a shift. You wouldn't even look at that as a fucking accomplishment that with all these fat fucks walking around and people with diabetic feet going to Yankee games and shit and fucking <laughs> with all this shit, you wouldn't take that as a compliment. That's what I'm fucking talking about. That we don't, I, I've never looked at like, you know what, after fucking like, seriously, like the other night I thought about the 15 years I was off fucking powder. Ooh. <laughs> I haven't fought on a podcast in a long time. <laughs> Things are getting back to normal, motherfuckers. But I was thinking about that. Like, did it take hard work? Did it, was it as hard as fucking me getting to be a regular at the store? I don't know. I don't remember. But I tell you, it's worth something. And yeah, Joey, knock it off with that. You did coke for 30 years. You didn't quit. You just got tired. That too. Whatever it took. And it's the truth. You get tired of running. <clears throat> no matter what. I mean, it's tough to be 50 and still chase a fucking bag every day. Tough to be 50 and go, wow, I'm $3 away from getting a 20 sack. And I'm $2 more from buying a crack pipe. I mean, it's tough to fucking say that. Unless things have definitely not gone your way and you've completely given up on yourself. It's really fucking hard to say that. But that night, you know, Thanksgiving night when I fucking dwelled on, the thing I never wanted to do again, never mind comedy, never mind coke, never mind all this stupid shit I focus on. I'm going to tell you what I didn't fucking focus on on Thursday night. And it hit me like a bag of fucking bricks how much of a long way I've come. My anniversary. That is the first time my anniversary ever fucking dawned on me in my life. Ever. Ever. 13 years of an anniversary to this woman who's fucking taken me from fucking a, a zero to a fucking retard now. And, you know, I mean, it... it especially where I came from. You know, and I tell people this constantly, and I'll tell you guys, man, either marriage works or it doesn't. You could make it work or you can move the fuck on. I think that sometimes over the last 20, 30 years, I mean, I've been separated <clears throat> for 31 years now. And... I think that a lot of us as Americans gave up on our relationships way too fucking easy. When I got separated in 91, listen, in my heart, the marriage was done. And I know it was done. It would have been horrible if we would have stayed together. It would have been horrible. Horrible. And guess what? People do for the sake of the kids or the sake of convenience or the sake to not to go through that. We just become very fucking... You know, fuck it, we'll just put up with it until somebody gets hit by a truck or whatever the fuck you expect to happen, you know. I mean, you know, whatever. And, I mean, the marriage was over. You know, she came to me three months later, like in December, January of 91 or some shit, 92. She came to me and said, hey, 
you're doing this, I'm doing that. Let's talk tomorrow and let's try to get the relationship back. I, I went out that night and got blasted and fell asleep at the girl I was dating's house. And I don't know if she made it there that day or not. I just wrote it off as, you know, if the universe wants us back together, we'll get back together. I was young. I was very stupid. And I uh, never even thought of calling her up and going, hey, we should go talk to a priest. Hey, we should go do this. And then the, the relationship just went off the fucking deep end. And now it's over. When that happened to me, I, I'll never forget. I made a fucking solemn promise because I didn't know. I didn't know what I had done. I didn't know the the levels that you fuck up when you pull a marriage apart. Sometimes you really don't know. And for me, <clears throat> I pulled it apart and I threw, you know, I did what I usually do. I went out and started drinking and smoking coke. <clears throat> and I threw drugs on it and I never really focused on what I needed to do, which sucked, but hey. We live and we learn. But because I was such a fucking maggot, I said to myself, well, the blame wasn't on me. I'll never, ever, ever get married again. The blame was not on me. I, I made some excuses how it just didn't work out. It was never going to work out. How can I be married if I was, if I didn't have a mother? I, I haven't listened to anybody in 20 years tell me what to do. Just stupid shit, you know. And uh, from 90, it took 10 years to meet the right woman, you know, who was right for me. And when I met my wife, if you like, I could get around here one day to tell you the breaks I put on. Because I wanted to have a girlfriend, but I did not want to have a wife. And I did not want to even sell the concept of wife. I would have been very happy with fucking just having a girlfriend. Why get married? You fail at it. Why, why Why? would I get married again? It's like fucking getting on a horse and the horse bucks you and you fucking fly 30 feet in the air and you break your fucking neck. Are you going to get on a horse again? 50% of people do. But my 50% won't. I just won't. It just didn't work out for me, whatever. For years, as my relationship strengthened with my wife today, I just fucking, you know, said, this is great, this is great. I was a gentleman. I tried my best not to disrespect her. But marriage was never in my fucking cards. It was, it just was not going to fucking happen. And, you know, that was how I, that was my stand in like 2002, 2003, that this girl's great. I could see me spending my life with her. A, I can't have kids. B, I don't want to fuck another kid for what, so they take it away. And C, never mind kids, I'm not fucking getting married ever again. And in 2008, after I took the blinders off from cocaine and I saw what the fuck was at stake, I thought about it, I thought about it, I thought about it. I went to see a friend of mine. We spoke about marriage. And that afternoon, I just called my wife and I go, listen, we're getting fucking married. Because I started thinking about her. What worked for me and what didn't work for me didn't really matter anymore. This girl had put so much time into me that I had a, at least, you know, listen, what's that old expression? I got I to gotta make a decent, whatever the fuck people always, I got to make a decent woman out of her and they got to make a decent man out of me. It was time for me to make a decent woman out of her. She had earned it. And against my own fucking beliefs, I was like, you know, typical Joey. Fuck it, I'll go get married. I know she's going to get rid of me in five fucking years, but she realized what a loser I am. But I got to be honest with you, it was the opposite effect. The, the, once I got married, like, my if you thought my life changed those two years without the drugs, once I got fucking married, my life really took off because it was like I was putting, uh, not a responsibility, yeah, kind of like an extra responsibility on me that I didn't have when I was 20. I didn't look at it as a responsibility. I looked at it as a fucking nuisance. You know, when, when I was married when I was 20, she had her own account. I had my own account. At the end of the month, we'd make a list of fucking bills, and we'd write a check to each other. That's great. And people do it all the time, and it works for them. You know what? For it to get into my psyche that we were a team, 
I just said, yeah, put the bills together. For a long time, I have an account. As a matter of fact, today I have my own account, and she's got her own account, but we have a family account, and we've had that since like three weeks after we got married. Contrary to my selfish and stupid beliefs, it sets you up for the mental of it. We're a team. We're family. We're a team. What's you going to take, $3 from me? That's what we're worried about, that somebody's going to take our money, right? You know how many people pulled me aside and said, you should get a prenuptial? Why? I got nothing. And if I do have something, it's because she made it possible. You know, when we showed up, when we met together, we didn't have dick between the both of us. And when we got married, we didn't have dick. We had a lot more than what we had when we met, and we had a lot more than what we had two years prior because there was no more $40, $50 a day for cocaine. So, yeah, that little fucking psyche we did to put our accounts together and just to dip money in there, I would put my SAG checks in my account. Everything else would go into the house account. So those $15, $3 checks, nobody wants those anyway. I would put those in my account, and without doing coke, guess what? They had to fuck up. So it was perfect. But for, I look at my wife Thursday at Thanksgiving, and I'm like, never mind the, you know, eight years or nine years we were together. Now we're together 13 years bonded by marriage. It's been a complete different fucking experience. And I was sitting there that night. I know I was high, and I know that, you know, whatever happened on Thanksgiving, you're floating on fucking whatever. But still, I didn't. I never looked at that accomplishment. I never looked at it. You know, my friend told me the other day that his mother and father have been together for 63 years. 63 years. That's longer than Batman and Robin. That's longer than Batman and Robin, you know. And because of my age and whatever, I'll never be with my wife for 63 fucking years. But you think about that. That's a long time to be with somebody. Your souls are definitely fucking connected. If one of those guys dies, the other one will be dead within a month, maybe two, maybe three months, because they can't breathe without one another. I'm not at that point with my wife yet. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the little things we don't look at. You know, you're too busy. With, oh, I sold out the Chicago Theater. Oh, we sold out parks. But you know what? My kid is healthy. My kid is healthy. She's smart. She's goofy, you know. She's not living a fucking life like I was living. My wife is happy. She's got a little part-time gig now. She's happy. We overlook those fucking things all the time because we're looking for the bigger payout, like the bigger payoff. And you know what? If you're always looking for the bigger payoff, it's never going to fucking come. Focus on these little fucking payoffs. And when I meet my payoffs, I don't, I don't mean nobody giving you money. I mean, life's payoffs. The universe gives you fucking payoffs. And trust me, I was the first guy. I raised my hand. I never even saw those fucking universal payoffs because you're too busy. You're too busy with your fucking head up your ass waiting for the fucking, uh, you know, the uh, Reader's Digest fucking $1.2 million lotto check. And when you don't win it, you get disappointed. No, fuck no. <sighs> It's about the little things, and I've always said this for years, that little commitments become fucking big commitments. It depends on how much time you got. You're going to get there. The success is definitely going to come. The odds are in your favor, but how much do you have? Are you willing to fucking hang in there? Who the fuck knows? Do you think I fucking thought I would hang with comedy for 10 years being broke? And who the fuck knows? I had nothing else, but I knew that nothing happens in the couch, and I knew that the more I fucking showed up there, the more I fucking showed up there every week, I was getting fucking strong. It's like my man in Apocalypse Now says, you know, I'm over here in a room getting fucking weaker, and Charlie's out there in the bush getting fucking stronger. You know, that, that hey, listen, guys, that's, that's fucking as easy as can be, and it's fucking real. If you're not out there fucking grinding for whatever you believe in, for me it was, uh, I wanted the marriage to work. 
I just want, I did not want to be a double divorcee guy. I did not want to be walking around talking about how my ex is a fucking witch and it doesn't work out and don't get married. So I try a little extra, even with the road and distractions and all the bullshit that comes with it. I focused on it. And I never, ever looked at how good I felt about it. How good I felt that we're both together for my daughter. I mean, listen, guys, anything could fucking happen any given day. My wife could wake up one day and go, you know what, Joey? I got sick and tired of sniffing your fucking tongue fungi toenail. It's time to go back to Tennessee. And I'll accept it because I know I gave it a fucking Yankee try. I fucking stuck it out till the end. You know, I didn't just quit when fuck. You know, you ever talk to, like, your grandparents? What do you think? They didn't have fucking the issues people have today. They didn't have money problems and shit. They just didn't quit. Their relationship got fucking stronger. You know, I read about all the divorces during COVID. I don't know if, if we could get the church tape on this. I said it like the fucking month after the pandemic shut us down. I was sitting in my office scared, you know, doing something on Facebook I shouldn't have been doing or Twitter or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, my wife is out there by herself. You know, I got two choices during this pandemic. I could either weaken our marriage or I could sit back here like a jerk off and on social media and write stupid jokes. What are you writing jokes for? You're not going nowhere to crack them unless you got a Zoom show at 8 fucking o'clock, you know, which I didn't want to fucking do a Zoom show. So I said, let me go sit next to my wife. And you know what? We became stronger during the pandemic. I mean, it was... Our relationship, instead of getting weaker, I mean, listen, when you're married, I can bullshit you and tell you that there's days you wake up, you want to stab your wife in the eye with a pencil. Don't get me wrong, okay? Mike will tell you. Anybody who's married will tell you. There's some days you wake up and you're like, but 100% of the time, I love it to death. So what this taught me is, after Thanksgiving last week, it was like a sort of a fucking Thanksgiving. Remember like they sold Thanksgiving in the beginning? You're supposed to sit with your family and be thankful for all the good things that happened this year. For me, it was a realization that fucking good things have been happening all along. I just never looked at them. And if I didn't look at them, I'm sure a lot of other people are living the same life as I am. You know, you're focused on the little things. My girlfriend blew me. You know, she put a firecracker up my ass. But you're not focusing on the fuck. I really did that work. Like, I got a weird respect for fucking doctors, lawyers, you know. Why? Because it's a seven-year education. Seven fucking year education. What would be, we bail out at? The two-year? We go like, fuck this five more years of this shit seven fucking years I admire that that's why now I wish I didn't have the fucking felonies because I would go back to school get because I know it could be done and I tell people this all the time <clears throat> you're not gonna you know when I say to you listen you could do this it's gonna take you four years four years come on man just just do it put your head down wake up smile you know, give a fucking uh, whatever to yourself for being alive, giving you another day to be alive, and go through the grind again. People are going to yell at you. People are going to call you a loser. You're doing this wrong, Mike. You didn't measure it right. You giggle because you know in four years, you won't even see this motherfucker no more. In four years, you're not even going to talk to this fat fuck anymore. You're going to be out there running your fucking game. So it's just so weird of the things we're not thankful for. We're not thankful for. We're thankful for the bigger things. I took a selfie with Queen Latifah. You know, who gives a fuck? If that's what your fucking day is consistent of, that's what you're going to get in your life is that type of shit. But if you're going to go, fuck, today I ran an extra fucking eight minutes. People don't look at that as an accomplishment. Like, you know, and they don't even mention it to nobody. They'll rather go, you know, I, I picked up 11 more Instagram friends. You know, no. You didn't look at the little things in your life. That's why you're not taking, you're not taking the right inventory of your life. Listen, guys, I, I, I love what I'm doing now. It's simple. It's easy. I did the heavy lifting, and now I'm here to just 
do a podcast twice a week and help you guys out if I could do some fucking comedy from time to time. I fucking love it. This is the pace I wanted. I'm not wasting nobody's time anymore. If you want in, you're in. If you don't, take a fucking hike. We're fucking six weeks away, right? Not even. We're fucking 32 days away from fucking Christmas. We did it again. This is what, my 10th year celebrating Christmas on the fucking internet and shit like this. <laughs> what? But we're here. This is the time of the year that, listen, this is the time of the year not to have a fucking stress out. You're not going to play catch up. It's like when people want to lose weight. They're like, I only lost three pounds. Well, you're 150 pounds overweight. That didn't take fucking three days. So sit, relax, put it in. If you're behind the eight ball this year already, who gives a fuck? Don't stress it because you're not going to play catch up ball right now. <clears throat> if you're not behind the fucking eight ball and you had a fantastic year, look at you. Look at you, fucking just lay in these accomplishments and go, I fucking did it. And guess what? 2023 is going to be better. I feel optimistic about 2023. I feel uh, the book is coming out. It'll give me some different options to explore. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck stand-up comedy is going, but I know I'm feeling better than I ever have. I'm getting old. I'm an old billy goat. And I'm looking forward to these fucking next couple of years. So if you got anything from the morning Monday morning podcast today is be excited about your fucking accomplishments. You're not looking at career accomplishments. You're looking at personal accomplishments. You know what? You lifted 10 more pounds on a bench press. Tell everybody. Tell everybody. Guess what? What? I lifted 10 more fucking pounds on my bench press. People look at you. That's great for you. Fuck you. I'm, this is how we celebrate the little fucking things, guys, that we always overlook, and then we go, fucking, I haven't done anything this year. Trust me, you've done enough. I love you motherfuckers with all my heart. <clears throat> Don't forget, it's Monday, motherfuckers. You need your weed for the week. Stonerclub.com. Press in Uncle Joey, and we're going to give you a 10% fucking discount. Listen, those uh, edibles are tremendous. The 15 milligram ones, don't get fucking confused with those things. They got the punch edibles. They had some fucking gelato. Some What did they have that was really fucking some weed two weeks ago, a week ago? I forget what the fuck it was. Uh, Gorilla Glue. It's a hybrid. If you go to Stoner Club and you see Gorilla Glue hybrid, they probably have it on sale now because they've had it for two weeks. Fucking get some of that shit. That shit will put you in a different dimension. And that's it, cocksuckers. You got stonerclub.com, code Uncle Joey, 10% off. And I think today they still got 25% off on everything for Black Friday. So tell them Uncle Joey sent you. I love you, cocksuckers. Have a great week. Stay black. And I'll see you another day this week. We haven't decided. All right, you bad motherfuckers. I want to thank you. Don't forget, love what you're fucking doing right now, every day. The joint is brought to you by BetterHelp. If life came with a user manual, things wouldn't be, things would be easy for everybody, but it doesn't. So when it's life's not working for you, it's normal to feel a little stuck. Navigating a career change, a new relationship, or becoming a parent can make you feel uncertain. So I, listen, I'm with you. Therapists are trained to help you learn productive coping skills. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and chat therapy sessions. You can choose not to see anyone, or you can see 20 people. It makes no difference to me. Let me explain something to you. When you're stuck, BetterHelp is tremendous. I was with them for 14 months, and Dana showed me the light at the end of the tunnel. As we're concerned, the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp, has matched 3 million people up with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online plus it's affordable just fill out the brief questionnaire to match you with a therapist if things aren't clicking and you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime it couldn't be simpler no waiting rooms no traffic learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Diaz again that's betterhelp.com slash Diaz the joint is also brought to you by 
heart and soul beef organ supplements. Beef organs are more, more nutrient-dense than kale, spinach, blueberries combined. That's why they're called nature's multivitamin. Listen, I've been feeling great. My recovery is tremendous. My farts are sensational. People who ate organs for thousands of years never suffer from obesity, heart disease, or infertility because they were eating organs. Founded by Dr. Paul Saladino, heart and soul supplements are made from grass-fed, finished beef organs. Feel like a man when you take supplements made from liver, heart, kidney, spleen, and buck and testicles, you savages. Let Heart and Soul help you reclaim your birthright to radical health. Go to heartandsoul.co and use code JOEY10 for 10% off your first order. That's heartandsoul.co and use code JOEY10. Offer applies to one-time purchases, not prescriptions. The joint is also brought to you by Manscaped. Listen, you can make Santa jealous when he sees your nutsack. It's going to be nice, trim, and smooth. How did you get them? Manscaped.com. The Platinum 4 Package 4.0 Package has it all. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer. The Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Protect your delicate parts and holes. And they're waterproof so you can shave in the shower nice and smooth. And they got a light so even if the fucking power goes off, you can shave that asshole. All the Manscaped shower gear is sulfate-free, vegan, and made to have your skin feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Today, I'm going to get you 20% off and free shipping with code Joey, J-O-E-Y, at manscaped.com. Again, that's code Joey at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Joey at manscaped.com. I want to thank Manscaped. I want to thank BetterHelp. And I want to thank Heart and Soul. But most importantly, I want to thank you guys. Thank you very much for having my back. And I'll see you guys again later this week. Stay black. Uncle Joey loves you, cocksuckers.